Welcome back to Feels Like Weezer, where we're going song by song, track by track, through all of Weezer's catalog, uh, from Blue to Van Weezer. Uh, and I am Eric Nash from Almost Famous Minute. And I'm Zach Fracking-Smith. You can follow me on Twitter, at The Informal Log. And down the block is... <laughs> I am Peter, and you can find my Star Wars Rebels stuff at Rebels Rebels Podcast on Twitter, or I'm in a band called Sore Thumb, and we're on Instagram at Sore Thumb Band. How's it going? Oh, great. How about you, man? I'm doing well. I got a tea. I'm cozy, feeling good, ready to talk about Weezer. Well, at least one thing is in common with us. <laughs> Uh, so re- real quick, I have not listened to Rebels Rebels. I mm-hmm. just started. I finished season one. What is your opinion of season one of Rebels? Just real quick. I just I need to know. Um, it took a while for them to get in stride because I think they were trying to figure some stuff out. Mm-hmm. Toward the end, it gets good. So it's oh, a little it's so bit good. of a drag, but not as bad as Clone Wars. Which Clone Wars? I tell oh. people just skip all of first season. Don't even try doing the first season. No. Oh. Skip the first three seasons. I said it. <laughs> Whoa. I love Rebels. Like, yeah. I have absolutely loved it since I've started. You know, I wa- I, I've, I've watched the I watched the whole first season. Loved it from start to finish. Yeah. I just, the characters are so good. And I think that knowing, like, Ezra's super annoying when you mm-hmm. go into it helps. Yeah, and he know? gets better. So I can kind of nice. tune out him talking about it. Yeah, yeah you don't, exactly. Yeah. It's great. You don't see that in a lot of cartoons, but the characters grow. They get better. It's so good. Oh my gosh, I love Rebels. <laughs> it's a great show. Yeah. Uh, much like, feels like Weezer, right, Eric? That's right. <laughs> and we're talking there. about the. Uh, what's that? It's a segue. Yeah, right. <laughs> and we're. That's what I was trying to do. <laughs> uh, and we're talking about the, the uh, number one track, first track off of uh, Maladroit. Uh, called American Gigolo. Sit down quiet, everybody. We've got a long way to go. I told you once before that you better not stop the show. But we're not talking about the 1980 Richard Gere flick, right? Oh. Well. I have to erase all my notes now. Just give me a minute <laughs> to listen to the song. <laughs> um, what what'd do you, you think of this, uh, Peter? Um, so generally speaking, for the entire album, I think this is such an underrated album. Oh, um, you're right. I love, I really like this album. I mean, I'm not like a Weezer head that's like, I go like deep into history and I know everything. I'm not, I don't do that with a lot of bands. Just like musically, this album speaks to me. I really love it. And this song, that's I think great. it's a great yeah. starting track. I think Weezer does strong starting tracks and this is, this is a great one. I'm, I'm, I'm stoked on this song. And strong ending tracks, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. At least two out of the three. <laughs> yeah. I also yeah, have special. Albums, so. Yeah, I also have a special place in my heart for this album yeah. because I when I when it first came out, what was it like two thousand one or something like that? I was 02. still in oh two. Okay, Maybe. so I was still in high school, and I entered a contest at Hot Topic. 
where I won 30 albums and they just gave me a binder full of 30 CDs and this was one of the CDs in it. And I remember this being one of my favorite ones. It was so sick. They just handed me like a book of CDs from Hot Topic. Sorry, I'm kicking my cat out for She's no worries. Sorry for dogs. Really? <laughs> really. And sorry for dogs. Yeah. No, my dog will probably bark. My cat will probably scream from outside the door. But hopefully you won't be able to hear it. Ow. Uh, well, kid's taking a nap, so I don't have to worry about that scream. Um, what do you think of the song, Eric? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's yeah, it really is a great kickoff to the to the album mm-hmm. and and you know i mean it's, it's i'll just jump into the lyrics here i mean it's the, the the lyrics the initial lyrics at least i mean it's 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 perfect it's great for an opening track on an album oh and especially when you're doing a deep dive like we do uh, you yeah. know like, all right, sit down quiet everybody we got a long way to go here but uh, <laughs> this song is so rad and like you go from oh girlfriend which is just garbage to this and it's like if, if you were just listening straight through uh mm-hmm. y- you have really bad whiplash from butterfly to um don't let go and then you have really good whiplash from oh girlfriend to this one um just that those drums right at the beginning and it the the sick ass riff to start out with oh yeah. man and then dope knows right after it which that oh, song yeah. is a banger oh my yeah Absolutely, an yeah. absolute bop, yeah. minus one lyric. But, you know. <laughs> yeah, um, it was it was two thousand two. It was a different time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this is this is a great tune. I used to hate Maladroit. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. I think it's because I just only listened to it once. I'm like, oh, this isn't that good. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this this album has quickly become one of my favorites. As we've been kind of, you know, as I've been listening to it over and over again, getting ready for the podcast. Um, Mm -hmm. you know and this is just a great track to start off with yeah and i think it's like it's got so much going for it for what i like about weezer um like so (coughs) sorry hopefully you edit (laughs) thanks Um, for coming on the show yeah (laughs) (laughs) um it has so many things for what i like about weezer it's such a strong like so i i to prep for this i learned how to play this song and it's super, oh, yeah. super <laughs> and, and, well, and what do you play? Uh, in the band, I play you, bass, but I play guitar bass. and drums, too. Okay. And so I learned oh. it on guitar. Um, oh, I was really hoping you learned the whole thing. Yeah. Like, every part. Well, I, mean, I could probably whip it out on drums. It's not that hard. Um, but <laughs> it's so simple. Uh, I, like It's literally like a child's chord progression. But they do mm-hmm. these little tweaks that just, like... I don't know how to explain it. It's one of the things I like. Like, what I look for in a good song is the vibe and the feel more so than like the mm-hmm. musicality or the lyrics or anything like that. Like, my playlists are all sorted based on seasons. So I have like a summer indie mix and like my winter fire mix because it's like it'll be a mishmash of weird songs, but it'll make me feel like I'm cozy in front of a fire. And Perfect. like, their songs are the such simple chord progressions, but like, one palm mute or one weird like ooh or something like that just gives it that little tweak that makes it sound like nothing you've ever heard before and i mm-hmm. love that so much like hashpipe is a good example of that it's three notes almost the entire song like the most simple I, I used to think it was the easiest guitar 
song to ever play on guitar, but you've never heard a song like it. It's a really weird mix that I feel like Weezer is so good at. Right. And this is the same and thing. That yeah, it, that's it, that's exactly right because mm-hmm. you know I was listening to it. I'm like, God, I think I could play this on guitar, <laughs> and I don't play guitar. Yeah, um, absolutely. You know, Ashpipe, you it definitely just sounds... could. I could teach you Ashpipe <laughs> in like 30 seconds, whether you've played guitar or not. <laughs> <laughs> but it it's so uh, it's so great. Like it's mm-hmm. it's 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 simple, but it sounds difficult. Yeah, you know? totally. Like that uh, drum beat in the uh, beginning sounds so weird and complicated. Uh-huh. But it's not at all. And then they do like little things like he hits the high tom when he hits the snare drum. I don't know if I'm getting too like geeky with this. That's fine. But like that's one we little did a whole episode about Star Wars. There's okay. no such thing as too geeky. <laughs> perfect. Here, so. Perfect. Yeah. This is kind of the stuff I do at Rebels Rebels too. get way into the weeds. So apologies. <laughs> <laughs> but he, when he hits the snare, he also hits the high tom, which is a weird drum for a drummer to hit. But it, and you can barely even hear it. You don't you don't notice that's actually what he's doing. But it just adds this weird like overtone to the hit that makes it a little different than just one single snare hit. And it's just little touches that I feel like make such a simple song. It makes it clear that they care about the little, little tiny details, even if it is a really simple song. And I really, really like that. Well, one, one of the things I think I think a lot of people probably would kind of focus on maybe too much, and, and I don't want to belabor it, but mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll just mention it here a little bit at the beginning, is, the, is that kind of higher poach, maybe a vocal, uh, vocal thing for that keep on. You know, oh, yeah. Oh, I love when that. that's happening. I do, and, too. And I don't know if either of you listen to, like, a demo version that's there on the Weezerpedia, especially it's, it's definitely yeah, very handily available but apparently yeah. it's, it's you know and it, it, i even read right before i went, went ahead and listened to it it said and this is like a, a funkier version a funky initial version that they had in mind yes and, they, and i listen they, they i love that it up. that was pretty but cool. they didn't do that they weren't doing that then though for <laughs> the for that version that little high pitch thing mm-hmm. yeah see i feel like that that dc demo version you're talking about is such a worse song and I feel like it goes to what I was talking about, where it's like, <laughs> it's a simple song, but they hadn't thought of those little touches yet, and like the little tweaks of how we're going to make it different. So it just kind of sounds like boring to me. But that's just my opinion. exactly. Well, and it's a demo, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that makes that's sense if they wouldn't have thought right. about it. They're trying. They're trying to figure out the song, it, which is a ballsy thing. I was reading that for this album, they recorded all their demos and uploaded it to Weezer.com, so people mm-hmm. can hear them writing the songs, which I would never do. That sounds horrifying to me. <laughs> But I've oh, never yeah, heard of a band doing that before. That's fascinating. Yeah, they just uh, th- for this album they really kind of went in a really weird direction with their fans, like how the interaction was, um, mm-hmm. you know, how just open and honest they were. Like this is what we're doing, and they took mm-hmm. advice from the fans and everything like that, which is something that you know Rivers you would never think he would do because yeah. he's the world's biggest control freak. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it, it, it's a really interesting writing process for that. Yeah. Um, I've never can we talk about that. some of the cut lyrics real yeah. quick? Yeah. Uh, sure. pay your beeswax. You can grab it. I kind of love that. <laughs> I, I don't know what it means, Me but it's, it's I'm nonsense, but I'm a hundred percent there for it. <laughs> uh, it reminds me a lot of the, uh, you know, when I tell kids like, they're, Oh, what are you doing? Oh, Nunya. What none you want business? I just yeah. I love it. Uh, yeah, Mike, my co-host on, the, one, on Mike, my uh, co-host on Rebels, Rebels, and I used to edit video together, and we had this saying where he said, "If it makes you grin, leave it in." 
And that was that's what that reminds me of. It's like, what does pay your bees max mean? I don't know. It makes me grin. Leave it in. <laughs> Except for they didn't leave it in, which bumps me out. But <laughs> right. At least you can hear it, though. Yeah, totally. And then they they did an interesting thing to where it's uh, my love walks right to your door, comes right to your door instead of walks. Mm-hmm. There ain't no hope for you anymore. And then they change it in the actual version to me. So it's an interesting, you know, point of view switch. So what does that mean to everybody? <laughs> I still don't even know if I know exactly what this song's about. So I don't, I don't know. Um, I like the lyrics, but I, I didn't realize <laughs> that they are... He, he's a little dense sometimes, maybe, in his lyrics. Is it is that fair to say? Like... It's not always easy to know what he's talking about. Yeah. Oh, very fair. Yeah. Okay. He, he has lyrics. He, he he. A lot of times he does lyrics that, you know, I think are really kind of dense, but they they also have this very you know surface level. Oh, okay, you can take it this way and run with it, and that's fine. You know. Mm-hmm. But on this one, it's not quite that way. I don't think it's it's not it's not as clear cut. This is an odder one. Um, now the one like for like verse two, the end there, um, uh, pretty much all of it though. But back off, baby, I'm a loner. Got a lot of things to see. I told you once before that you better not take it from me. You guys have thoughts on what it might be in the context of the song, and it's not. It's definitely not. You know, uh, uh, Rivers' point of view. What I'm thinking. At this time, right? Mm-hmm. I I don't know. Yeah, that, I mean, the only thing I think is like the generic, like he's sending a message to the music industry mm-hmm. people that are have expectations for him, and he can't okay. be pinned down one in his those. artistry. Yeah. One of those kind of things, but I've I really don't know. That's interesting. <laughs> well, I I was thinking it could be virginity. Mm. Oh, that. So just for that verse, I think <laughs> I think that that can make sense. You know that he's he's a loner, he's, mm. a, he's a rebel dotty. Um, uh, you know he's got a lot of things to see. You know he wants to go see the world. He doesn't want to be. I think okay. Here here's my because in 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 my heart of hearts, I believe that every Weezer song is about love <laughs> in some way. Uh, so Rivers, surprisingly, his girlfriend dumped him. But now he's going out. She's going out with his friend. Okay. <laughs> so he's trying to like talk to them uh, before, you know, like he was. So like Pat comes up and he's like, hey, uh, Julie over here. I know you two dated, but she wants to date. And then he's like, okay, hold on. We got we got a ways to go here. Let's talk about this. Don't start the show. Don't start dating without listening to hear me out you know and then he's maybe like giving advice you know like if you want me you can't have me because you've got to understand me um or no 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 no. that's him that's him being like oh well that's why she broke up with me uh or why i broke up with her he's trying to spin it in that direction because she just didn't get it you know she didn't understand me and Mm. now he's kind of you know like back off baby i'm a loner you know i got lots of stuff to do you know uh and you can't take that away from me, you know. Um, and then he's, 
you know, just kind of a jilted ex where he's, you know, I'll flame you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to post your nudes on the internet or something like that. Hmm. And, uh, you know, so I, I don't know. I actually like that's my interpretation. What? I like that reading. Um, Thank you. Yeah, the flame, the flame you part too. I was kind of, I was really trying to figure out what that would be. And I think if he's taking on the character of like toxic masculinity and his ego's bruised by being rejected in that way, he doesn't have to like, take on that character. Yeah, <laughs> giving him the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think modern rivers would have to take the character, but yeah, right yeah, here, no, no, totally. No. It's like, oh, you don't <laughs> want me? Well, I don't want you. You don't even understand me. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, way better off without you. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> I also yeah. like virginity too, because that's just kind of fun. Well, of course. It could be everything. The song is about the friends we made along the way. Look. <laughs> and maybe that that plays on plays in with the title there too. Yeah. Uh, because they, uh, according to Weezerpedia here, a gigolo is a male escort or social companion who is supported by a woman in a continuing relationship often living in her residence or having to be present at her beck and call. So he left, she dropped him for Pat. Okay. I'm just throwing Pat in there because (laughs) I think Pat deserves love. Um, I know he's happy and married and stuff, but whatever. Uh, So now he's like, yeah, well you just don't get it. You know, they don't, a lot of people just don't understand. And that's why I had to, to break it off, you know? Because he was a gigolo. I don't know why you'd pick Rivers Cuomo as a gigolo. But, um, especially when Pat's right there. God. Um, Man, you really got a thing for Pat. I, okay. Every music video that Pat is in, I find just one moment, one screenshot that I think is he's just so happy. He's just happy to be there. You know. You're on your way to pulling big... a... You're on your way to pulling a Miss Piggy. Well, on my way. <laughs> um, yeah, that's my that's my interpretation. Whether it's yeah, I know it's not factual, but mm. you know, it's my opinion, and I'm allowed to have it. <laughs> yeah, I like that, and I think that's fair so, too. Uh, like, have you ever heard the podcast? Um, I forgot what it's called. The Rick Rubin and uh, Malcolm Gladwell Music Podcast. Jeez, oh, what is it called? I don't, I don't know. Podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> but they had on the singer of uh, Vampire Weekend on there, and I feel like Rivers would never ever have this opinion, but I really like this reading where the singer of Vampire Weekend has pretty obtuse lyrics, but he refuses to tell anyone what it's about, really, uh-huh. because he believes that whatever the song is about, whatever you interpret it to be about, it doesn't matter what he wrote it about. It's mm-hmm. if this is how you read it, that's what the song's about. And I think that's kind of a cool way to put your art into the world. And so I like that we have different readings on this song. And Rivers can suck my butt if he doesn't. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Music is subjective? <laughs> I know, weird, right? I don't I don't know, man. That sounds... <laughs> <laughs> that's too tough for me. I know. Uh, I love Vampire Weekend, by the way. I'm, that's yeah. all I'm taking away Same from here. this conversation. <laughs> yeah, um, great, great band. Like, but yeah, I'm pretty sure. They, I'm pretty sure I heard that as well, but not via that Broken source, Records. But, that's what it's called. Yeah. Broken Records. The podcast is called Broken Records. Good podcast. Check that out. <laughs> I uh, well, it, I 
like that's the part that I love like about the killers and uh, mm-hmm. Vampire Weekend is that their their lyrics are so obtuse and it really does leave everything up for interpretation there mm-hmm. you know um like yeah. are we human or are we dancer <laughs> yeah i don't know yeah i remember the singer of my band has this story that he loves to tell where he went and saw an intimate i forgot who it was but I think david Bozelon or maybe i don't i don't know who it was but a, a, a acoustic yes. folk singer he loves did an intimate show in san francisco it was like 15 people in a living room and he somehow got invited and he's singing this song. It's one of his favorite songs. And he's just like, you know, I just love this song. And Josh, my singer, is like, yeah, it's just great how it, you know, it's just about someone in recovery. I really, resp- I really relate to that. And you know, struggling with these things that you know you can't you can't control in your life. And the dude looks at my singer and just goes, "No, it's about eighties Reagan Reaganomics. What are you talking about?" <laughs> and he was like, well, yeah, so offended that someone interpreted his song differently than what he intended even though he has these weird obtuse lyrics and i just think about that a lot i do this for me okay uh whenever somebody offers an interpretation Mm -hmm. like tell them it's actually about 80s reaganomics (laughs) like no matter what it is like it could be the most clear-cut thing about you know love but be like no it's about reaganomics what's wrong with you (laughs) yeah that's a good idea i'll do that Uh, one one quick side note uh both human by the killers and a punk by vampire weekend um we covered in my cover band so uh sick i like yeah. both those songs oh, yeah that's great uh, but that's that's all i've got for lyric wise for this song yeah uh, uh, yeah same here i think yep. okay and for music it's just baller like it's yeah. just a great tune uh the just from the opening riff to the to the last little bit, you know the mm-hmm. the escalating scale, and then just and then yeah. done. You know, I love that. Yeah, and another thing I want to bring up is the recording on this album is so good, and I, I think of like Weezer has kind of uh, arrows almost, and this is in my opinion like the beginning of like the peak Weezer sound. I'm just talking about like sound and recording quality. Because, like, on the albums before, like, they had that really distinct guitar tone and things like that. But it's still, you could tell it was kind of, like, not as crisp, like, not the best recording quality. This is, like, the drums are huge and spacious and really distinct. And the guitar tone is, like, I don't know how you get this tone and make it sound so clear and stand out. And I feel like this album and, like, two or three after them are just, like, peak Weezer sound. And then, like, after... After that, they kind of get more into just, like, commercial rock sound. Like, it's not as distinct. It mm-hmm. sounds like almost everything else on the radio, with a couple exceptions. Um, but I really love this. I actually literally, I, I don't remember if it was this song or if it was Dope Nose. It, mu- it must have been Dope Nose that I sent to our recording engineer, and I was like, I want our guitars to sound like that. <laughs> and we used it as a reference. And he's like, no. <laughs> no he was like sick yeah i'll try and then you know whatever it's, it's record sounds good i think but it doesn't sound like this <laughs> well that's yeah man i this this album is just incredible and mm-hmm. 
uh, one thing that, and I, I was going to talk about this on Keep Fishing, and I will talk about this again on Keep Fishing, but mm-hmm. the, it, it's the first time we get that um, that Rivers vocalizing. That's the, like, oh, oh, oh like that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. um, like right at the end of Keep Fishing, where we hear that so much as, the, as they go on, you know, where mm-hmm. it's just him kind of wailing in the background, um, you know, but not like the ooey you kind of stuff yeah you know yeah i feel like it's it's uh you know i think of like roy orbison when i think of music like that and the kind of those vocal melodies and kind of things like that and i feel like when you think of 50s and 60s music like there's just the generic like ooey like things like that and like that's not what it actually was like and that's not what the good stuff sounded like like roy orbison did something very distinct with how he sang and i feel like he kind of tried to do that in Buddy Holly, like Rivers did, and now he's like matured enough where he can actually do it, and it leaves some really cool melody stuff, which I greatly enjoy. Because let's face it, he yeah. doesn't have the greatest voice, but that's okay. That's the beauty of Rivers Cuomo, though, mm-hmm. is that he doesn't have it, it's just like just like Bob Dylan, yeah. in my opinion, exactly. where they I, I know that's a very strong stance, but. <laughs> You know, the um, having that unique, distinctive mm-hmm. voice that really isn't that good, and you can still be like a rock star. Yeah. You know, that speaks yeah. to me as somebody who does not have a good voice. Yeah, me neither. Uh, <laughs> and I have like, a, I have a theory. So this is exactly it's like you could have a good voice or a good melody, and either of those will work. And some people who are great have both, but that's really rare. But like, if you think of someone like Adele, her melodies aren't like incredible just like mm-hmm. she can she can sing the note the phone book and it's awesome but you think it's oh, like this yeah. or i don't know if you listen to, like the national or bob dylan's a good like the national doesn't that dude doesn't have a very good voice he just sounds it's like hi i'm singing like this the entire time but he has really cool unique melodies and so you're instantly hooked and so mm-hmm. i think we uh weezer is a good example of that where his voice is amazing but he does cool stuff where you're constantly like yeah, I can bop to this. This is dope. <laughs> I can bop to this. This this is something I can bop to. Yeah, <laughs> that's how, that's how I that's how I judge my music. That's what my grading scale is at the end. Can I bop or oh, can well, I not? <laughs> that that's good. At least somebody has criteria for the ranking system. Yeah, um, because we don't. So. <laughs> Um, uh, I'd like to point out, like, okay, the drum. I mean, you already mentioned how the drums start and how they sound. That's that's mm-hmm. great. Then this this fuzzy, nice, distorted guitar comes in. It it quiet quiets down back a little bit for the first verse when that, mm-hmm. when that, but then is back up for the chorus. And then what we have, what I think is, you know, I initially started to note at bridge before I came across what at least where I get my lyrics from. Um, uh, that, that that kind of indicates whether things are verses or choruses or what have you, um, but it's really like the second part of the of course two because the course one is pretty short, but then course two and that's repeated the second time as well after the so- before and after the solo, this course two with this with the extra part of I've seen this game before, mm-hmm. and and that and those three lines those are this like uh, of this of the song at least they're definitely the most kind of back to a little bit of the green album the power pop feel Mm -hmm. to me yeah um and 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 that's what that's probably one of the things i like the most about this song is just that it has these different really different feel feels for uh the the three or four different 
you know, uh, uh, sections of the song. Yeah. How do you, how do y'all feel about the solo? Oh, it's better than anything on green. <laughs> I yeah, because it. it's because it's not repetitive of you know yeah. the other stuff, anything else in the song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it, not... it it does. It sounded a little awkward at first when I first heard it. Mm-hmm. I raised my eyebrows like hey, this is a little weird, but I'm, it's grown on me a lot. I think it's really good now. But that would be my pretty much my only critique would be like first time I heard that solo, I was like, oh, what are you doing there? And then it grew on me, <laughs> and now I'm fine with it. <laughs> What you what you doing there, Rivers? Yeah, what are you, what's, what's going on there, buddy? This is a little weird. Hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, it's a uh, th- this this album. I th- it's full of really good guitar solos and just really mm-hmm. good, interesting music. Yeah. You know, and I, I think American Gigolo was a great way to start it to to kind of showcase that. Totally. And I also I love that I love a band that commits to solos, a rock band in this day and age that commits to solos. That's sick. Also, something that I is underrated about Weezer that I really like is that they get to the point. Like, which is surprising because Rivers mm-hmm. seems like a very self indulgent person. If I were to guess, what? But no. As a band, they're not actually that self indulgent. Like they do a solo, but it's not like a minute and a half solo where you're just like, mm-hmm. all right, come on, get to it. Or that that opening riff is so sick, but they only play it for two measures. And most bands will play that for four measures, but he's like, all right, get to the next thing, get to the next thing, let's keep it moving. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that, that propels the song with a really cool energy where you, you never sit too comfortably in anything until you're at the next part. And well, that's cool. Um, the only other big thing I'd like to point out uh, before we kind of move on probably mm-hmm. uh, that we're, um, is this kind of like a small number of live performances that, that it had and, and it really hasn't had any at all apparently since uh, 2002. Since, since the year it came out so yeah. disappointing yeah totally i would i scoured the internet trying to find a live performance because i thought that would be really fun to mm-hmm. see him play it live and i did find one but it was the old version it wasn't this version it was really mm-hmm. weird mm-hmm. really they, yeah i, I found like one or like two but they weren't show or something it, like it, that. it didn't have video of so it must have been them. before the album came out yeah. and it was so mm-hmm. weird because mm-hmm. they played like their hits like they played like buddy holly and say it ain't so or something whatever like that and then they played like this song in its unfinished state, <laughs> and it just stood out so much. Hey guys, <laughs> check this one out. Yeah, they're such an underrated group. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, especially this era of Weezer is very underrated. Um, yeah, just because they, like, from here to I would say, probably, uh, well, I guess they didn't really get back to being big until White, and even then, you know. From here until Africa, they're very underrated. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah. Well, and I think I mean, there's definitely the one song that 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 was big, like in the uh, uh, Beverly Hills. Oh yeah, know. yeah. But everybody knew Beverly uh, yeah. Hills Al- album wise. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's Beverly Hills is one of those songs that's under the radar a bit as popular if not more so than island in the sun you know yeah right like i mean that song was everywhere when it came out and the the, the album's mediocre (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's not terrible like everybody else says but um i like it okay but we all know my opinion my weezer opinions are trash so um but anything else for this uh for this tune no that's all i got all right done here uh, since I mean, this is this is a new segment for the show, and the whole reason I, I created this segment was to make this joke. Uh, 
um so the segment do you remember eric mm, vaguely it's I been a long time since we've recorded that yeah. dope nose but uh it's uh as the great rivers cuomo once said and then i just take a, a normal phrase and just okay. attribute it to him so as the great rivers cuomo said ha 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 <laughs> i do the like that part reason, of the song actually. i'm like i have to make that joke it's so great i've been wanting to like put it as my email signature for a long time um just ha 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 rivers cuomo american gigolo but you can't put american gigolo in your email signature like that's just one everybody's gonna think rivers is the american gigolo they're not gonna realize it's a song um but was, was he in that movie? <laughs> he was, was Deuce Bigelow, actually, was what it was. Um, At seven years old or so? <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, who covered this song, Eric? Uh, well, um, from my normal source, I had I got no covers. Great. But <laughs> I found out about something that I had not come across before, I don't think. It's called the Weezer Cover Project. Oh boy! And for this song, I don't know about. I haven't investigated all the rest of their stuff, but whoever it is. <laughs> but for this song, what they have up on YouTube is just an acoustic guitar with no vocals version. Hmm. And it sounds pretty good. Well, that yeah, I. In, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah, I found a Japanese teenager that rips it on guitar, okay. but. <laughs> yeah, there were definitely a couple uh, uh, guitar yeah, cover, that, you know, uh, you know other other, you know, the normal, you know, playing like to a backing, yeah, or you know, to the song itself with with the guitar taken out or something, or mm-hmm. maybe with it in. But all right, so I guess we're moving on to our rankings. So uh, Peter, you remember how this goes? Uh, zero to ten. Mm-hmm. Um, you can you can do decimals, you can do uh, illogical numbers, whichever one you want. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just what do you think of this song? <laughs> <laughs> so if you'll indulge me, you can edit this out if it's too dumb. But no, on Rebels no, Rebels... Nothing's too dumb for this show. <laughs> uh, you're, you're speaking my language. On Rebels Rebels, we do a very silly and arbitrary rating scale where we measure mm-hmm. every episode on our favorite thing in Star Wars to our least favorite thing in Star Wars and oh, yeah. pick something that's in between. It's very convoluted, but I did that with Weezer. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to debut this. So... In my All opinion, right. my favorite thing about Weezer is the Keep Fishing video with the Muppets, which is dope as hell. And Easy. the, the Easily work, the best yeah, thing about Weezer. It's so good. <laughs> and my least favorite thing about Weezer is how all their cover songs sound like a wedding band. And okay. so between those two things, this song is when Weird Al uh, shows up in the Africa music video, which is an eight for me. That I I was gonna be disappointed if it was anything lower than an eight, <laughs> based on where you would put the the Weird Al video. Yeah. Um, I mean Weird Al is like a twelve on my scale. Oh, but absolutely. I'm just I'm a little over the Africa, the Africa zeitgeist <laughs> of the last two years, so it drops it down to an eight for me. The only reason I'm still okay with it is because it's brought Weezer into the public consciousness again. That is fair. Um, yeah. I mean, and, and, and pretty much way. the whole reason for this show. I mean, honestly, yeah. Uh, Africa, teal, us. Yep. yep, that's legit why we started this. So um, beautiful, Eric. Yeah. I what about you? Next? Oh my! Goodness. I'm gonna say nine point two five. 
Ooh. Ooh. That's like higher than anything on green. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which isn't surprising at all. Um, okay, so I'm going to I'm going to adopt a similar rating system to yours, Peter. Uh, nice. So, for me the best thing about Weezer is uh, the entirety of everything will be all right in the end. So that's top tier. Yep. My least favorite thing about Weezer is um, the song uh, when when they start rapping in <laughs> um, what's the song? Uh, Can't stop partying on Ratitude. Uh. Um, so in in this pantheon podcast.com um i would put this at um the muppet music video which for me is is a 9.5 nice that video is great oh it's so good he's so happy like i want (laughs) to be as happy as rivers was in the key fishing video for my entire life like that's all yeah, there's that That's one moment where he he's singing and Miss Miss Piggy bumps him out of the way, and you can tell that he didn't see that coming, and he just laughs because he's just so delighted that he got shoved out of the way by Miss Piggy, and <laughs> I, I want to be him so bad in that moment. Oh my god, absolutely! I just oh, I cannot wait. I cannot wait until <laughs> we talk about that, Eric, uh, next week. So yeah, great. Um, hey, uh, thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me, uh, Peter. Where can we find you on the internet? What uh, what what would you like to tell us about? Yeah, so as I mentioned, I do a Star Wars Rebels deep dive podcast. It's very very nerdy, very deep dive. It's called Rebels Rebels. You can find us. The best thing is to go to smarturl.it slash Rebels Rebels, and that will link us to link you to everything. Um, we're mainly active on Twitter at Rebels Rebels Pod. Or if you like rock and roll music, we have actually had multiple people say that they that we remind them of Weezer but I do not agree so that's not my official opinion you're not that bad no. <laughs> uh, my band is called sore thumb and we're on Spotify we're on Instagram is where you can find most of our information at sorethumbband.com is also our website and when do you have a general idea when this is going to go out uh, it, it will exactly go out on March 3rd Ah, uh, okay well, then, if you were in the San Francisco area, we're playing the Noise Pop Festival on the February 25th, and I'm sure it went great. You can find <laughs> us in Oakland on March 27th, though, if you want. We're playing the Golden Bowl for a charity for this thing called West Oakland Punks with Lunch, mm-hmm. and they do homeless outreach in West Oakland. So if you have any Bay Area that's, listeners, come check us out. That's rad. Yeah, they're a cool, uh, cool so organization. I, I got to know, how did you get your band name? Oh wow! I don't know. Okay. <laughs> uh, and, and how did you get Jonah Ray to follow you on Instagram? Um, so we we've been on their podcast on his podcast actually a bunch. Oh, cool. I don't know if okay. you listened to Jonah Radio, but we I were, had listened to some, but yeah, I haven't yeah. been for a while. We were yeah. actually on his I'll best of 2019 uh, podcast. Yeah. So if you look at oh, you, I know fancy. So we um, oh god, I didn't realize we had a celebrity here. <laughs> No, no, no. Trust me. It's you'll show up to our show in Oakland. There'll be like fifty people there. But yeah, we got really lucky. We just submitted our song to his uh, podcast, and he liked yeah. it. He's played mm-hmm. us a couple times, and then he started following us on Instagram. And we we met up with him when he was in San Francisco and hung out a little bit. And super cool, cool guy. And yeah, hopefully we'll get on to L.A. and play some shows down there with him too. So 
stoked. Nice. Yeah. Uh, well, again, thank you for coming on the show. And yeah, uh, absolutely. You check out check out Sore Thumb uh, yeah. on Spotify. Yep. Um, and I'm Zach Fracking Smith. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at the Informal Log. And I was Eric Nash. Uh, you can also hear my other podcasts, Almost Famous Minute and Watchmen Minute. Uh, Almost Famous Minute and the show are part of the Pantheon Podcast Network. All about rock and roll. Oh yeah, it's good stuff. Uh, PantheonPodcast.com. Check us out. Uh, on, they're Pantheon Pods on Twitter. They're on Facebook. Pantheon Podcasts. Uh, you can also check us out on Twitter at Feels Like Weezer. You can check us out on Facebook, Feels Like Weezer. You can go join the Feels Like Weezer Listener Society, where we talk about Weezer and other stuff. Uh, and you can email us at Feels Like Weezer at gmail.com. I finally got my first email, and I'm very happy about that. Oh, uh, wow. Yep. Uh, somebody who wanted to book a song for uh, Black. So, yeah, (laughs) um, (laughs) I'm like, well, we'll talk to you in a few years, a couple years here. (laughs) In in the meantime, any other songs you sound interested in? Um, but yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's podcast. I can't, I don't know how to end it. I'm sorry. I can't. I just, uh, ha 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 ha. Yeah. No, that wasn't good. In the words of rivers. Hey, now it's time to end the show. Mm-hmm. I thought you were going to start singing All Star, and I'm like, <laughs> not quite. But in in the words of the great of the great Smash Mouth, "Hey, now you're an All Star." <laughs> It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.